You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to teach about the research. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the day that won't be Tag is in, tag is out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000. My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello and welcome to the 2023 Christmas edition of the Nerds You Know Basis Show. Airing on Phoenix 92.5 FM and all those other wonderful places on the internet. I'm Keith and Dara's here with me and we are, as always, going to get into some wonderful Christmas traditions and probably get some distracted along the way and some strange Christmas stuff too. So thank you for joining us on this festive season. Before we get into all of that, Dara, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. The the Tekken 8 demo has just dropped, so uh, literally playing that as we're speaking. It's pretty good. Um, so I'm really looking forward to Tekken. Excellent. Um, there's no Christmas Tekken, I'm assuming, no? Well, see, that's the thing. There kind of is. I don't know if... I know there's at least three Tekken films, like... Yeah, no, but the films the films are kind of its own thing. Um, but oh, in I the saw a ga- live-action one. It was okay. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. The actual cartoons are better, though. Like, the anime is pretty good. Um, but, yeah, no, they have, like, Christmas hats sometimes. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny about the Christmas hats, right? People might not know this. So I was in Rome, right. like, a little while ago, like, last week. And the actual hat, you know, the thing that they call Santi hats. So if you go in and have a look at it, so if you go to like where the popes are buried, so the popes are buried in, uh, some of them are buried in St. Peter's, some of them are buried underneath St. Peter's, and some of them are buried in random places. Um, but you can see them on display because they, they kind of mummify them and they're there and they're like known as incorruptible and all that kind of stuff, right? As in the body doesn't corrupt. Mm. But they're they're dressed in a very strange way. Strange to a modern, to a modern eye because they kind of look like Santa Claus. Because they're wearing like all red and they're wearing like a Santi hat. And a Santi hat is not a Santi hat, it's actually a Saint hat. So there you go. I mean okay, it makes sense. Well, I mean it makes sense. Like Santa I mean, is like you've got hat. your classical studies and you're well traveled. So yeah, I trust all of your info there. Well see, I didn't realise this. This is like a realization I had when I was like, wait a minute, he's wearing a Santi hat. And then it like <laughs> it makes sense because Santi is Saint Nicholas. Right. So I mean, when you really think about it. It makes all the sense in the world. And did you know who came up with the color scheme, though, of modern Santa? Oh, I know. It's Coca-Cola, isn't it? Coca-Cola, yeah. yeah. So our modern... So it's like... Yeah, it's like Catholicism through the lens of Coke is our modern uh, Santa Claus. So Let that rattle you go, around folks. your brain. Let that rattle thing. around your brain for a little while. <laughs> um, that, that That's the realization I had when I was like, oh, wow, this makes way more sense. Yeah. So, there you go, folks. They, yeah, Coca-Cola also invented trucks, just in general. 
Really? No, no, money joking. Uh, I, was like, I, just, I always, for me, Christmas is like Toy Show and the Christmas truck ad turning up are the two like starting guns of Christmas. You know, the Coca Cola. Oh, I do know the it. Days are coming. Yeah. Oh, the days are coming. Oh, the days are That one. I thought we, we're not branded by Coca Cola. Uh, we're, we're just corrupted by it. I will have to say, though, um, I used to be a big Pepsi fan and then Pepsi changed the recipe. So uh, uh, they make it more syrupy or something. No, they like they put sugar and aspartame in it, and I'm like, literally, what is the point? Yeah, <laughs> like why would you put both in? So I just, I just don't drink Pepsi anymore, which is like a massive. But I think the the stuff you get in the cinema doesn't have it, but like the ones you buy, because when yeah. you taste it now, you're like, this actually tastes really different. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know why they did that, but Coke haven't changed the recipe since the eighties because they learned that the hard way. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be honest. If there's ever a can of vanilla coke in a shop, I will buy it, even though I've pretty much sworn off fizzy drinks. If you actually, here's a here's a fun thing. You ever want to give up fizzy drinks? Just spill some on a table and then clean it up with kitchen towel, and you realize how much of it is solid. You'll like never go back to it. Yeah, I mean, but the thing about it is, like, you can just do what I did and just drink uh, fizzy water. Same thing. Uh, all right. If anyone's struggling with like getting over fizzy drinks in general. Just drink sparkling water and you'll be grand. That's my. Oh, point. there you go. With that, uh, PSA for both of us. I'm going to quickly quick, quick rundown of uh, what we're covering. I am going to say some of my thoughts on the new Chicken Run film. Um, yeah. And we've got some weird Christmas traditions and Christmas specials and all that. But I believe there's a bit of news you want to cover up front, isn't there? So there's two bits of news, actually, because I remember what I was saying. So. There is news involving the MCU, like massive earth-shattering news, and then news involving Insomniac. So which one do you want first? I think I know the MCU news. Uh, I, I probably should have discussed something there. Can we keep this light for our oh, Christmas episode? Oh, yeah, no, obviously, obviously. But, I mean, the main thing... Okay, we'll, we'll cover the MCU news briefly. So yeah. basically, uh, Kang, the guy actor who played Kang, mm. uh, is fired from the MCU. Yeah, um, which is, we sort of had the writers been on the wall about that for a while. Yeah, and we kind of thought we kind of well, I said that would happen, and then Kev was like, "No, no, of course it won't," and then it did happen. So yeah, I was right, Kev. Lol. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, this is a pretty serious thing. The reason why he was fired, we're not going to get into that on the air. Obviously, you can look it up, but it does look like uh, I've been hearing some interesting rumors, and that's kind of what I want to mention. So obviously, these are rumors. Don't take them with any kind of anything beyond that but i do think we will see them so obviously they were building up a lot with kang right he was a big thing blah 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 blah. but if you looked in the last episode of loki so spoilers ahead for the last season of loki they did kind of do a lot to give themselves an out with the whole kang thing yeah I mean, I'm and, not sure how much they changed. It just seemed like that whole series a bit of a closed loop. Like, yes, exactly, and and that's kind of when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, this is weird. How are you gonna like make Kang such a a baddie if you've kind of like closed the loop on <laughs> Kang's uh importance really in the MCU?" So, I mean, look, this is probably why it, they might not have changed it, but they might have written it in the case, you know, just in case. Yeah. Um, and it looks more likely that we're going to get Doctor Doom. Well, you've been saying that for a while. But now it looks like that's exactly what they're going to do. It but see, like this is something I'm kind of like, because I've been a phase four defender for a while. 
but they've also set up like Galactus in the background and like loads of other things. Like, yeah, know. I mean, well, Galactus is a bit too big right now. I yeah. mean, they, they need someone that they can point to and have in the background, yeah, um, for things like Secret Wars and like the few other bits that they kind of have left to do. And it, it's weird, I mean, it works a lot better than Kang, even though there are some really, really good stories that they could do with Kang and just kind of have dropped the ball with, like, yeah, like completely. But I mean, look for well, Kang's essential to the Young Avengers, and they're setting that up. Yeah, but I I think that's not going to be a thing. I okay. I I really don't think they'll do that. I um, hope so. I like the Young Avengers run. So do I. But you can also get the same thing with uh, what was it? Um, what was the run with Doctor Doom's children? Something. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get that far. But you're yeah, telling me you can look at the end of the the Marvels and tell me they're not setting up the Young Avengers. No, no, no. They are no, but what what I think they'll do first is they 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 are setting up obviously right. But what they will do, I think there is uh no more mutants. That's what it's called. So no more mutants obviously was when uh, oh the post house of M arc like yes 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 yes. Yeah. I think they'll do the house of house of M first. Uh, and then I'll bring in the X Men, but also bring in Doctor Doom, and that's that's what they've set up in in the Marvels as well. And now, given the fact that uh, Jonathan Majors is fired like and he's just not coming back i think they will be like right we're leaning into this more and that's kind of what they're going to do so that's our big a big news it literally broke two days ago if not last night and um guys you can't say that we don't give you breaking news here first because are we all right well i mean like the whole thing is that kang is like an admirer is a descendant of the mr fantastic but he's an admirer of dr doom isn't he so they can kind yes. of find a way to make it all loop round together or something like that. Yeah, like, like, I mean, the thing about it is, it's like, yeah, Kang would have been interesting, and obviously, you know, we don't know how the movies would have been, we don't know what they would have been about, blah, 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 but um, Doctor Who makes way more sense. Uh, I think he They can, do can an still awful do, like, Immortus, like the benevolent Kang, and just with a different actor. And I think they will. I mean, once they just put some guy behind the mask, I don't think really yeah, ha- matters. Yeah, have Immortus turn up, say, all the other Kangs were inspired by this guy, and he's yeah. the real... Thing we've been and they pretend they were planning it the whole time. Exactly. Like, I, mean, jazz, like... I mean, have having Loki there as well, kind of fixing the timelines or um, you know, making sure that basically Kang's war can't happen, which is implied at by the end of, of Loki. Um, they they've kind of closed the loop. So it's it look it looked messy as all hell. Did they plan it? We don't know. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if there were some rewrites when we're like, look. Yeah. This might go dodgy. We need we need a way out of here. And I think that's what they've done. Okay, but what was the other big news you wanted to break? So the other big news is a, is a bit less uh, speculative. It's a bit less salacious, but it is wild. So we you know we talk about cybersecurity uh, issues on this podcast here and there when they happen, and holy heck, we got we got a doozy for everybody. So it's the single largest video game hack in history larger than the sony hack from from like 10 years ago larger than the the uh, rockstar hot hack that happened a couple of months ago large you name it this is bigger than all of it the reason why is because they got everything so for well hang on i i i know pretty much nothing about this so so start from the beginning so News broke a little while ago that um, Insomniac, Insomniac Games 
And so the developers behind the new Spider-Man games, behind the Wolverine game, you know, all, all, uh, The Last of Us, all that kind of stuff, were hacked. And it was apparently it was a ransomware attack and they were like, look, pay us $2 million or so we're going to release everything, right? So what's interesting about this is uh, that's a weird ransomware vector. Uh, usually what they do with ransomware, they, they encrypt everything and then they're like, give us the money, we'll give you the key, or that's it. These guys actually took all the data, so they not only... They literally ransomed it. They didn't like encrypt it. They're like, we're going to release it, which is very, very strange. Usually that doesn't happen. It happened in HSE hack as well, but uh, it shows that this was a very, very, um, e either a very sophisticated attack or someone messed up huge, uh, depending on which one. So uh, they weren't just like launching a program and encrypted everything. They got in and were able to pull this data and take it off to a command and control server, which is very similar to what happened with HSE. And then a lot of that stuff happened, uh, ended up on the dark web. So, this... so I'm sorry, just because uh, I'm not as like tech savvy as you. Like, are they threatening to leak games or is it personal information? So, or like... So that's a good question. So with the HSC one, and again, it's the only real comparison we could have because we did cover it in great detail. You can go back and check it out on airtownmedia.com. They just dumped personal uh, information on the dark web or the deep web and you know that that obviously that's been covered you can check that out loads of new sources gone into it right right this however was different in the sense that they just dropped it on the surface internet so you can go and find this you can find uh full play full playthroughs of what they have of the wolverine game so far you can there's playable builds which you can just run and play yourself um of all these big projects, you can find financial statements of um, Jack and Daxter. You can find financial statements for uh, The Last of Us. You can find new projects that they're working on on other uh, new IPs or existing IPs. But and look, that's that is what it is. It's kind of it's kind of bad, blah blah blah. But where it really really gets dangerous and like kind of crosses that line, it also releases loads of uh ppi so personal identifiable uh personal personal identification or pii personal ident identifiable information um which means staff listings home addresses all because they're also all online so their entire staff was also from the looks of it if not like most of the staff were doxxed as well as a result of this so really bad like company-wide from the cleaners up to the tops Everything was gone. They got absolutely everything. And okay, but what does this mean for the company and for culture in general going forward? Like, well, it means that, like, you know, obviously, like, security is everyone's response is everyone's responsibility, and we've seen in this country, uh, you know, even in in in, in like in stark detail, that it's very easy to to be susceptible to this, you know. Yeah. Um, and who's to blame? Probably everybody. It, it, like obviously there weren't there weren't so followed uh th there was poor training there was you know w whatever like you don't get in that deep without someone failing huge now i don't know what the actual vector was because that wasn't made available yet we probably know in the next couple of days but if i was to guess i would say it was just a spear phishing email they got in and were able to have access to everything they pulled everything onto a server somewhere then w waited um and they issued their demands uh they didn't pay and that was it so i mean they're obviously... but, in, but from your from your experience of this does paying actually guarantee that the stuff won't get leaked anyway usually not no uh i mean the only real way to to uh 
the only real way, full disclosure, my, my thesis for my master's, which I'm, which I've literally signed up for today, is on ransomware. Like this is what it's going to be on, and usually not. No, they, they, they might just release it anyway. Um, uh, but it will, um, it should be a, a, a lesson learned. Like it's a lot easier to prevent this than it is to cure it. There is no cure per se there is no way to stop it you know uh once it's kind of been done the best way really is to have your backups ready to go and uh, encrypt those backups and also like limit who has access to what and then train your staff that that's but genuinely that's kind the of, best I mean, advice you kind of answered this already and i apologize for cutting across you but like is this a case of like just inexperience or uh, I'm trying to think of the kindest word complacency. Like just, it's, no, it's complacency that's Complacency, it that's what I was looking for Or is this more of like a targeting attack Is it technology getting ahead of security Like what's what's your kind of broad take on it Look, in my experience um, It doesn't matter what technology you have Right, you can have And I, I've seen it, literally Without without naming names I've gone into it Because I literally cannot mm. um, I've seen The largest entities you can think of with million dollar tech right and someone is logging into it with a password that's admin admin right i bet there's a lot of people sweating out there let's right. just heard that now right it, 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 it doesn't matter how much money or how much tech you spend and and this is like again this, this isn't a joke guys this isn't a bit this is like somebody who works in, in the industry um like that's what it is or people will like log into on the home computer and they, they you know they'll, they'll skip the vpn login or you know they'll use an easy password or you know whatever it, it will be or they, they won't look at the link and they'll click the link and then they're like oh my god i clicked the link and they won't tell anybody and then by the time to tell someone it's like two or three days later you know i mean here's the i thing. see so they don't want to be uh culpable so they just exactly. don't tell and then it gets yeah. worse like it gets worse and worse and worse and you don't know what they've got and it's whole this this whole thing i mean look there, there are there really is only one way to stop something like this, and that is to have a culture of openness when it comes to security. Where it's like, look, okay, I I messed up. Here's the thing, because you know, or and again to to have like um redundancies in this place where you're like, right, you can log in, but then you need like a multi factor authentication. You, right. you know, it, it goes up and up and up and up and up, right? But the important takeaway from and this is why we talk about this, um, because it, it is a very interesting thing when it happens, but it's also more interest, interesting is why did it happen, right? These guys only have to get lucky once, right? When you're when you're dealing with cybersecurity, you have to get lucky every time. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, this this hack, and it, to answer your question, it was a target hack. Absolutely. Of course it was. All the companies have been hacked. Governments have been hacked all the time. There's these big. There's probably someone sitting there, a team of people sitting right now in any company and mm. government you can think of, like defending these attacks. You know, everything's been attacked all the time, constantly, um, and and that's just the way it is. You know, maybe not from people, but probably from bots or whatever. And like you just, you just have to be vigilant. And what happened here was like, like when this always happens, because this is always a fault of people. This is like a people problem. Right. They're just complacent. And they're like, oh, they probably logged in. It was getting close to the holidays. Uh, they're like, oh, check my email or whatever. Like, again, I don't know this. This is just my guess, probably, you know, how these kind of things happen. Probably during the holiday, Christmas party or whatever. They're like, they log in. Someone sends a spear phishing email. It looks real. And they're like, hey, um, 
great to see you at the party last night, blah, blah, blah. Here's pictures of us. They click it before they realize it. They're in the system. And then they just wait. They just wait. And then you can get all the stuff that you want. And then you just wait. Six months down the line, um, you're, you get everything you need. And then you just send them the most. Hey, look, uh, if you don't give us X amount, we're going to release this or we're going to encrypt all this. And by that time, it's too late. And that's how all these ransomware attacks happen. Okay. Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> but here's the thing. But Keen, it's funny, right? It's funny. Most of these attacks happen over holidays, happen over weekends, happen over Christmas. Because as I said, they only need to get lucky once. So moral of the story, folks, if you're going to ask for anything for Christmas, if you're running a company or uh, anything that has that, uh, update your server security and don't click links. Genuinely, just here's the thing. If you get a text message, it's a scam. If you, <laughs> if you get a link that you don't know, it's probably a scam. Like, I mean, obviously not, not every text message is a scam, but there's enough of them there that, you know, I would be wary of it. And, and for me, if someone sends me a text message, I'd delete them in, uh, automatically. Unless it's like a, a one-time passcode or or something like that, I will verify. Like today, I, I got a, a text message from on Post, and I went in to check that on email. And that's how paranoid I am. But uh, you know, no, you don't I need to be and to the annoyance of them. I literally just go to the post office. That's even better. Again, you know, you just kind of have to be vigilant, and obviously, you know, they're not going to come after you all the time. But they only have to get lucky once. And I mean, yeah. I I always tell the story that where I was in a shop, I was queuing up for a roll, and I was waiting for or whatever and I was mindlessly scrolling and Facebook remember when Facebook got hacked and like random people would send you messages like, oh yeah yeah. and I was just like oh I haven't talked to this person in a while and then I nearly clicked on it and I was like wait a minute what am I doing you know and it's that kind of like what well, like it sort of relies on your complacency like you said exactly like... exactly it relies on that kind of like passive complacent mindset yeah. where, where you're not really thinking and that's when it works you know, it's it's like the whole uh, Nigerian print scam or or any kind of scam that you get, you know, where you get these emails and it's like it looks real and it might look really, really real, but there's something off about it. Yeah, Um, it, it only really works. It only has to work once. It doesn't need to work all the time because they're sending out hundreds of these messages or the attacks are happening again and again and again. And I feel bad for Insomniac because like they are a really good company. They're one of the best video game like developers. They don't, you know do loads of shifty things that uh some well allegedly shifty things that that some companies would be guilty of or that people would hold against them it's just bad luck and that's really it it's just bad luck and it looks terrible because it is but it could have happened to any company and look will they be the only one being hacked no they won't like you know it just happens to be the biggest hack in gaming history so okay. Well, on there that bombshell, do you fancy talking about chickens? Yes. Well, I no. Uh, I'm gonna let you talk. Just don't ruin it for me because I really want to see it. I, I won't. I won't spoil it. I won't okay. spoil anything beyond the first fifteen minutes. Say okay. Okay. Well, I'm assuming based on your incredible defensiveness that you are very fond of the original chicken chicken run. A uh, very. Exactly. Well, I mean, I've been kind of quietly hyped about this for a while for i didn't know, know about this i didn't yeah. even know there was a sequel coming well they've been kind of promoting it for like about a few months it's straight to netflix in case you don't know chicken run dawn of the nugget 
The sequel, 23 years later, very peculiar stuff. And uh, it is properly Ardman and all that. And the basic setup is it picks up right where the original chicken run leaves off. They are on their little island of paradise. Um, and now uh, Rocky and Ginger have a little baby and it's kind of it very quickly. They kind of do a little nice montage time skip. We're kind of following her as like a sort of a teenager, teenager. They are not specific on her age. She's a chicken uh, called Molly. And she kind of gets the I want my freedom adventuring bug. Not, but they've been kind of sheltered her and all the other kind of young chickens from what they escaped. So yeah. for her, she thinks she's kind of in the prison already. So when she starts, she wants to start exploring the world and a kind of a high tech chicken farm sets up across the river and sort of one thing leads to another and it's sort of a heist movie. So you literally know nothing about this, no? I literally didn't even know it existed. You've got your homework for tonight then. Uh, but no, I won't spoil too much um, if you haven't seen it. But I, even for kind of having looked forward to it for a while, I went in with sort of moderate expectations. I assumed that it would be kind of a Finding Dory thing where it'd be cute, but, you know, kind of like not life-changing. But right. this is really good. It's like top-notch. It's very funny. Um, it feels like it's faithfully kind of carrying on the spirit of that original film. And weirdly enough, much scarier than the original Chicken Run. And the original Chicken Run was kind of harsh in places, you know? Absolutely. Like, um, like obviously, it's hard not to kind of get into plot stuff. But, like, um, I suppose kind of Stevie, my wife, caught it, which is that whereas the original Chicken Run is, like, the great escape, but with chickens. Yes. This is closer to, you know, like 1960s The Prisoner uh, okay. or like kind of like early Mission Impossible and stuff. It's very weird. It's it very sounds sweet. very weird. It sounds it's very got weird. this. It's very 60s. It's got this slightly surreal quality to it. Because I mean, I kind of as you can probably infer from what I said earlier, the little new chicken, Molly, the daughter, ends up in this place not knowing it's a chicken farm, you know, and they have to rescue her. So on the one hand, you've got her in this like very new age psychedelic, like they're all allowed to like play on seesaws and stuff, not knowing that like, you know, there's sinister things in the background. Mm. And on the other hand, you've got all our familiar characters trying to break in to break them out. And all the stuff inside the farm it's got this very slow build where you're like, what's wrong? Something's wrong. I know something's wrong. Why are they hiding it? And once it all kind of starts kicking off about halfway through, and I won't say what it is, obviously, like, I'll put it this way. Prim was hiding behind the couch. It's it's not like a slasher or anything, but it's very unsettling. Like, and I mean that as a compliment. It's like the way in, like, say, films in the 80s, like they just put in quite scary stuff alongside the happy, funny stuff. And, you know, it was just how films were made. So I'd be surprised if some kids are put off by this. But personally, I loved it. I thought it was great. Maybe I'm, I've only just watched it two hours ago. So maybe I'm still buzzing. But 
I thought it was comparable to the original, and that's fairly high praise, you know? Particularly, like, so does, it have, does the cast return? Not most of them now. Um, I, I'll get the cast list in front of me now. Uh, the only ones who return from the original, as far as I can tell, is uh, I, I'd have to look up the cast now. But uh, the one who's always like, "Are we going on holiday?" You know, yeah, that chicken. The funny one is always like knitting. You know, yes. Uh, but and there's like some other characters. So it's kind of spoilers. I can't really say like okay. you know who they are, but. For the most part, it's ground up recasting. Uh, Zachary Levi, the Shazam guy. Oh, uh, he's actually he's, he's a really good. Uh, he's a really good casting. Yeah, he's he's the new Rocky. Uh, uh for replacing Mel Gibson. Uh, Thandie Newton is the new Ginger. They've got Bella Ramsey as the kid, which you know you can't really go wrong with that. No. Uh, Babs. Uh, Babs is the kind of holiday chicken and uh and bunty because they're still there um so a few recasts oh they've still got uh timothy spall as the um what's it called the 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 rash nick and fetcher like you know and they've added they've added in a few faces like they've got you know david bradley as fowler now and like peter serafinowicz is in the mix and like you know it's a yeah, it's solid, you know. It's 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 some recasting, but it doesn't feel jarring, you know, because there's, there's a huge time jump anyway. Yeah, so, and time jump is always going to be a bit... It, it, it sounds a bit different. That kind of makes sense, you know? So how many years is it based in, in the... from the last one? Three years? Uh, well, I mean, the, the daughter is like a teenager. So, like, significant amount of time, at any rate. Yeah, but I mean, chickens don't live that long. Well, I don't know the in-world logic, but in in the logic of the the chickens, it's a significant amount of time because an okay. ingredient of it is the ginger, the main chicken from the original, kind of going through the trauma of of what they actually what, survived, what yeah. they actually survived, and she isn't able to communicate that to her kid. She's right. just like, "Stay on the island. You're not leaving. That's you don't get a say in this," you know. Uh, whereas with Rocky, you've got like he's kind of the swaggering. I used to be a cool superstar kind of thing. So she's getting the wrong impressions of the world from both of them. You know. Yeah. Uh, so no, I honestly don't know is to answer your question, but it is implied in a big montage of all the kids growing up and stuff that it is a fairly big amount of time. You know. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but I'd recommend it anyway. It's um. It's it's like I said, I don't, I don't need to overhype the scariness, but like it's it's really warm and funny and just the entire conceit of it is very strange and unsettling. Like the original, like, I mean, look, it's about chickens getting turned into chicken pies and that kind of, that's, the, that's the series, you know, uh, no yeah. matter what, it's the first film handled that very bluntly with its like big chicken pie machine and all that and this yeah. one it's more i don't subtle. want to say surreal but i'd say atmospheric yeah it sounds so like it's more subtle like the prisoner it's the prisoner you know do you know who the prisoner from the 60s like i sure do yeah so it's all like again it's hard not to spoil it but the chickens are all put in this like 
perfect pastel colored looking compound with suns on the wall. For what, guys? You know what? Know know what this is for anyone that hasn't seen The Prisoner. Uh, the episode of Simpsons with the island. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and like the chickens all start going glass eyed, and like you're like they'd say hello, and you get kind of hello. It is a lovely day, and like yeah. you know. They kind of, I'm not trying to give anything away, but it's, that's the vibe. It's right. more unsettling and unusual, you know? Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. Go go watch it. Most people have Netflix. You can literally click away from this and do it now. You know, it's really, really good. Okay. Um, uh, how, how are we doing for time? 23 minutes. Okay. Right, Keen, I have a question for you. Yes. So... Obviously, this is a like a, this is like two days before Christmas or day before Christmas Eve. Yeah, when this is going out. Now I don't know about you, right? But um, I, I'm not like a huge. Actually, I'm sorry, I do know you're a huge Christmas person. <laughs> I love Christmas. So I, I forgot who I was talking to for a second. I'm not really a huge like traditional Christmas person. I really, I'm really not. I don't, I don't go in for it. I don't, I don't really like it. You know, that might change in the future. Uh, I've gotten a little bit better. Twenty minutes. <laughs> I've gotten a little bit. This better. is your Christmas Carol. <laughs> You're going to be visited by three podcast guests. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I've gotten a little bit better. I think last year is the first time I kind of got into the Christmas thing. Uh, right. Thanks to, of all places, Euro Disney or Disneyland right. Paris. Uh, when you go over there at Christmas, you really get like into the Christmas thing a lot, a lot easier. Um, but there are that aside. I mean, there are. It is like one of the only times of the year where you're kind of forced to do nothing. And for me, that's very weird. I find that I find that very hard to do. Um, but You're not a teacher, are you? No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. Uh, as I said, my my job doesn't allow me to to kind of stop doing things. So when I get the opportunity, it, it's it is quite hard for me to to turn that off. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 there are certain things that I like to do around Christmas because I mean, even biannually, um. Just because, as you mentioned, for you, it's like, you know, when the Christmas uh, Coke ads start and mm. the toy show and that. Uh, for me, it's, it's a bit more subtle than that. It's like, you know, uh, I really like just being able to go back to my back catalogue of games and be able to play the ones that. So you're I talking do. about your own personal Christmas? My own personal, yeah, things that I do around Christmas. And one of the one of the things that I always really like to do, and I haven't done it like two or three years because you know I like to leave a bit of a gap is actually going back and playing Bully the first like probably the, the thing by Rockstar Games correct the thing by Rockstar Games um, which is horrifically misnamed because it's not about being a bully it's actually about fighting bullies um, and it's called uh, Carmen Cost how Edit, much that playthrough it's a bit 50-50 ah no I mean it depends how you play it right but it's it's a very very fun just experience and the thing about it is you can actually play it in about what two days you know like taking breaks and eating and stuff um you can actually play the whole lot in about two days uh it, it for me that kind of sums up the christmas period a lot where you're just able to invest bully in people well no i mean because you're not you're not really bullying people you're 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 bullying the bully but uh and also that game is a lot like a big section of its base of christmas so you're doing christmas teen missions you know, um, and I just think that's really fun. And I don't know if, if that's something you do or if something that like uh, you you had the opportunity to the opportunity to do where you're like, OK, I haven't had the chance to do this at all um, this year. Uh, I'm going to do it now, like Lego sets as well. I mean, when I was a kid, we do Lego sets as well, because, um, you know, you'd have 
just that block of time. So my question is, is there anything that you would do or have done over the past couple of years that for you can only be done at like Christmas? Well, I mean, to be honest, not much because for seven years I was in a shop. Yeah. I mean, and that's for Christmas tradition is you work Christmas Eve until about seven or eight. This shocks and then me. you get two days off. This and shocks then me back. that you're a Christmas person. Like uh, but in the last two years, I've escaped. I'm starting to cultivate little traditions and stuff. I mean, right. like in our family, like we start Christmas in like the middle of November. Like I fight to keep it to the toy show, but I lose. Uh, so like if you're talking like traditions, we watch a Christmas film a day. Like there's a massive pile of them that goes away into the cupboard we've got here. Like uh, we have the tree up, we have all the cards up. Uh, I do for my kids a Christmas song bingo sheet that we also do with 25 Christmas songs that we all have to like listen in the wild. Right. Uh, like you can't just look up I want to hit upon us for Christmas. You have to hear it in the background of a film or something. You can't cheat. So like uh, you're doing the opposite of what I'm getting then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exa- the way, did, essentially, yes. By the way, did, did you did you win this year? Are you winning? I didn't or did even you try. Are you kidding me? I like I work alongside dance teachers and stuff. There's no way I'm not like hearing all that, but I don't mind. I prefer to go out and seek them rather than avoid them. I lost. I lost this year. I was really, you know. I look. The only way to so if anyone does know what Wama getting is, it's it's the goal to go out and not hear mm-hmm. um last Christmas by by Wham until like Christmas Eve. Um, and I was doing quite well, and then I came home. My dad was watching the new the new um uh, series of Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Right. Literally, I took the headphones off and it plays. I'm like, oh, that's it. It's gone. I, I, mean, I give you like a three second rule. If you can run out of the room, you're probably know, fine. No, I mean, if you're like the only real way to. So I've won one again a couple of years in a row. And the only actual way to do it is to always have headphones on when you're outside. I could do that. It's the only way to do it because you, you will hear it. Like it's just, it just. The more difficult it. setting is the Mariah Carey. That's impossible. Oh, that's impossible. You're you're not. You're that's not legendary. Even, yeah, you're not. You actually even... have to be like a hermit with no yeah. Wi-Fi. E- even still, it will still find you. I mean, <laughs> oh, she like if you're not listening, she will come find you. Yeah, no, there's there's no way. Like that is genuinely impossible. Like last Christmas, it's funny because I actually really like that song. So I kind of hate what I'm getting at the same time, but I also get drawn into playing it because I'm like, yeah. okay, it's, it's a fun challenge. But um. Yeah, man, it's it's just it's with Mariah Carey, you're not winning that. Like, I mean, yeah. literally as soon as Thanksgiving is over, or even Halloween is over, last Christmas, not last Christmas, um, <laughs> Halloween for Christmas shows up, you know. Yeah, so you're just not, you're just not, you know. But um, return to your question, like, well, I mean, we always save the Muppets Christmas Carol for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Now you know what's interesting. Yeah. So Cine World are actually shown again. We're we're not sponsored by Cine World. I just have a black card. I go there a lot. Unless we are. Well, if we were, I would tell everybody. I would be more than happy to to do it. But I just happen I have a black card. I have two weeks off. I've been promoting you for free for a while now. Well, we're not trying to, man. It's just that's where I go. (laughs) You know? Um, But yeah, no. So they're doing like a bunch of Christmas movies. They did did Home Alones, uh, which was cool. But the big one that they're doing on Christmas, like pre-Christmas Eve, so the 23rd, and I think on Christmas Eve, is actually the Christmas Carol, which... Is is that like a big thing where people like watch the Christmas Carol on Christmas Eve? Muppets one. Well, in general, but yeah. Oh the, God, the, yeah. The, but really? 
Oh yeah, a huge section of my friends are still actively furious because one song got removed uh, when Love Is Gone. Like it oh, yeah. was on the VHSs and it got this. like removed on DVD and Disney Plus ports and stuff. Like you know, and it was a source of major contention that they actually had to restore it on Disney Plus later on. So yeah, no, um, like. Uh, in Geek Ireland, I tend to do like a write up of like a Christmas film every year, like something I like about it, some old thing, like you know. And there's always like a giant dog pile over Muppets Christmas Carol. People love that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, like, it's it's fine. Um, fine. Fine. By the I mean... standard of what? I don't know. I mean, Christmas Carol. Yeah, like the Disney. I like the Disney one a lot more. Um, you Which know, the one's one, the Disney one? The one with Mickey Mouse. I don't know that one. Oh, that's a really good one. It has it's, like, uh, yeah, it's a good one. It's like I, I vaguely recall the the sort of the the Donald Duck's like rich uncle being. Yeah, in he's one. in it. He plays screw. He plays. Um, okay, then I think I do. Know yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, yeah, that's the one that I kind of grew up with. And the Muppets, the Muppets for me, I I might be on my own here, but are kind of weird, man. I mean, I grew yeah. up. Yeah, but that's I, that's the appeal of it. The Muppets are. Like, I know, but I, failed are failures at putting on a show, and the further they get away from that, the less sense it makes. But that's so but putting it, on it, Christmas Carol is like right up their street, you know. It just. It just does nothing for me. I mean, look, I I like the the Christmas Carol uh, that they do is quite good. I mean, mm. come on, the main actor is Michael Caine. <laughs> like, yeah, and he it's takes going to, it seriously. He does he he hundred percent gives it, and it is a very very good movie. Like it genuinely yeah. is. As does Tim Curry in the the Treasure As does Island. Tim Curry, one. yeah, that's that's very true. But I mean, I find that weird. I'm a, again, I might be on my own, but like, no, you are people... right. It's I've had I've had like people say that. Weirdly enough, even comparing the other Christmas carols, like the Jim Carrey one, the Patrick Stewart one, so on, so on, so on. Patrick Stewart the was Mu- really good. The Muppets one is weirdly the most faithful to the book. I've heard that. Yeah, Despite I've heard that humor, too. You know, I've heard that too. Yeah, I mean, and, I think, and that, I think it's, it it's hugely helped by the fact that they didn't take shortcuts. If you no. notice, none of the Muppets are the ghosts of Christmas past. Yes, the bits that are serious are taken seriously. You know. And I think that's probably why people like like it's the same with the Disney one. The Disney one actually is very, very good. Mm. Um it's it, I think it was from the time period as well when Disney did the they did like the the weird like uh, choices with animation where they did yeah. like, you know, Mickey Mouse gets his brain changed with like a zombie and all that kind of stuff. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I'm just kind of surprised by that at the same time. But uh I mean, we are in Ireland and the UK, so yeah, it does kind of track. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of track. Oh, and just to return to your original question, I've I've now added watching all of Hawkeye to my uh, oh Christmas con- Christmas Eve rotation. I might actually finish finish it now over Christmas. Give it a try. Have- it's if you're not watching it week to week, it's just a pretty good Christmas film. Yeah. Two and a half hours, like, you know, you could knock it out in an evening once you, like, take away all the little interruptions, like. Well, I mean, there are certain things as well that people would watch or that, you know, I, I might, I might, like, dip in and out of, which is obviously Die Hard, watching the first Die Hard, second Die Hard, because they are Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, But also, so I went to go see Eyes Wide Shut, 
And I think that might become a Christmas edition. Uh, okay. Well, that's a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's, I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's, it's great. It, it was actually, um, I was randomly going out to town during the week and I was like, oh, what will mm. I go see? And it was either go see the new Godzilla movie or go see Eyes Wide Shut in the Lighthouse. And I was like, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut in a while, and I go see it, and it was it was great. Like it's a great movie. It's a weird movie, of course it is, but you know, I'm like, oh, this could be a fun Christmas tradition. Um, <laughs> I, I might do that. I I do like the weird things. Uh, for a while, someone I knew had a tradition where they would watch the Samuel Jackson version of Shaft on every Christmas morning, just to like resist all the Christmassy stuff, you know. I know. I mean, you know what I do like. I like watching Elf uh, around Christmas week. I think that's oh, really Elf cool. is lovely. And usually in my family, we watch Home. We watch Home Alone on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, of uh, course. Essential like one, yeah, like one or two, or even both, because they are essential viewing. Mm. Um. So no, I mean, I I'm not like resistant to the Christmas thing. I think that's kind of silly. Um. I mean, unless you know, celebrate Christmas, which <laughs> then <laughs> why would you? But um. I mean, but. It's just you know, and as somebody who can be the the contrarian, like I I I I'm very contrarian, usually because it's funny. Um, but I mean, you know, there are nice things to do at Christmas, and sometimes the Christmas more the more Christmassy it is, the better. And I think like Home Alone, for example, like it is the most Christmassy Christmas thing ever. Yeah. Except, well, one or two are, and the rest are crimes against humanity. Three is three is okay. Okay, three is okay. Three three actually isn't too bad. I don't hate it. Um, if but, if you think of it like that film, The Usual Suspects gets invaded by Home Alone. It's sort of funny on a bit of a meta level, you know. No, that's fair. I know. I guess it was made by the same like creative team. Yeah. So, actually, I was watching a review of that there, like before we start taping. I was watching a review a review before. Mm. Did you know that four is actually a direct sequel to two? No, we talked about four a few Christmases ago. Uh, because no, it was supposed did, to be a pilot know, for no, a Home Alone show, but I never knew that about it. No, it's it is a direct sequel. Like Kevin McAllister is the main character. Okay, and and Marv is the main villain. They just all been recast. Okay, that I didn't know. Neither did I. And then the I think the one we talked about a couple of years ago was the or even last year was the one that was released last year, where where they wiped three of them away, and it was a direct sequel to two. And that's oh, I see. Universe. So it's like they do that with like Halloween and with Terminator, especially. Oh yeah, Terminator. Superman sometimes. Like it's like no, this is the oh the Exorcist this year. Uh, oh, yeah, was no, no, this is movie. the real sequel, not yeah. that other real sequel we did recently. Yeah, no, Terminator. Ter- that's actually a really good show, man. Terminator is like the best case in point of that. It's like, oh, this is the real sequel to Terminator 2. It's like, wait, what about the other five movies that were sequels to Terminator Yeah, well, 2? at least Terminator has the excuse that it kind of mucks around with time travel. Yeah. Th- I don't th- think th- Kevin th- McAllister does. Well, who knows? I mean, I, I, I kind of like the fan theory that he's actually uh, Jigsaw. He goes to be Jigsaw. I've never heard that before. Have you not? I- no. I I just like that we're now that Home Alone has been out for so long now that uh sorry the actor's name is escaping Macaulay Culkin and uh his brother are like you know adults with fairly successful careers like I mean that show Succession that everyone's raving about oh had, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Culkin's brother who is literally just kid who drinks fizzy drink in the start of Home Alone and smiles weirdly you know. No, no, no. He, he also pees the bed. That's a joke. 
Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, that's his <laughs> I like the, I like the way I like the way he left out. Kieran like, Culkin, name. that's his name. Kieran Culkin, yeah, he's also in uh, Scream Four. And Scott Pilgrim, which we covered last Pilgrim. week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he arguably, arguably, he's probably the better Culkin because he's well, in... uh, Macaulay Culkin's kind of more YouTube centric, and that's fine. That's entertainment. I mean, look, yeah, but Kieran Culkin media is nothing to be sniffed at. Like, no, but Kieran Culkin has been in better things, in my opinion. Controversial, I know. But what would it wouldn't be a nerd to know media or nerd to know basis show without me being a little bit? I, I think right? I think they've just gone in different directions. I think I think I mean I know what you mean. Like Kieran Culkin's like going down the like kind of more IMDb Critics Choice Award type route, certainly. But yeah, uh, I mean, but like as far like it's funny because Macaulay Culkin is obviously probably a bigger name mm. because of what he was in. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like when you're watching Kieran Cook and you're like, actually, this is going to be a good performance. And I mean, as I said, like uh, Scream 4, I actually really, really like Scream 4. And he's a huge part of why mm. he was also in uh, Lords of Chaos, which is a phenomenal movie about the Norwegian black metal scene where he yeah. plays like Uranus, which is like one of the biggest names. And that and that was like a weird choice. And in Secession as well, like that's an awesome movie. And even in Scott Pilgrim, like he plays like. One of the best characters in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, so, he upstages everyone in the movie. Yeah, he does. By being like, uh, yeah, he being does. sardonic, basically. He's so funny. He's so yeah. funny. Like um, effortlessly funny. Like, oh yeah, no, it's like when you're rewatching that movie. When I rewatch that movie, I rewatch it because Anna Kendrick does the same thing, but she's not in it that much. Uh, but he's just like sardonic the entire time, and it's yeah. it's absolutely hilarious. Hey, but, look uh, out! It's that one guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you just missed him. <laughs> it's so funny uh yeah no but i mean because if you haven't seen like karen culkin's work like if you see him in it like absolutely do go watch it because it's probably going to be a good yeah. time it's like evan peters watch evan peters and anything yeah but with our seven minutes left i want to talk about a little christmas phenomenon which is oh. uh, we kind of covered this before recording which is that we don't really get christmas tv specials that much anymore no, I did a bit of digging, and the only sorry, hold on, 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 hold on. Seven minutes. Hold, hold on a bit quicker. On that point, right? When I was in Orlando this year, right, I I went to like there on Instagram. There was like this this one of my friends sent me this this link to this girl who went to an outlet mall, and there's an outlet mall of real Disney merchandise that they'd sell in the parks, but it's kind of off-season, right? Phenomenal shop, cannot remember the name, but I will post it on our social media, right? But I was able to get a Life Day orb. Like, from Star Wars Holiday Special? From Star Wars Holiday Special. Wow. I can't believe I just, I just the first time I'm telling you this. I'm going to post it, post it in our chat, to put it on our social media, I'm going to put it in my decorations. Uh, Life Day orb, guys. It's a thing. I have one. Sorry, Kate. Go. I have so many questions. I'll breeze through this quickly so we can get back to that. <laughs> so we can uh, get back to that. No, but like something I really love, because as I've kind of confessed, I love the Christmas season. Uh, like I love kind of that. It's like a very special time. You can only watch certain things and then they're gone. Like, you know, but they don't really, and maybe it's to do with like terrestrial TV not being as big a thing anymore with streaming and all that. There aren't that many Christmas specials of things. I did a bit of digging around and Marvel's flying the flag. You know, we've got a new what if thing coming this week. We've got and Hawkeye and Guardians of the Galaxy did a thing. But like from digging in, all I could find relatively recently was Frasier did a Christmas episode this Christmas. But that's kind of a throwback anyway. Staged the thing with David Tennant and Michael Sheen did one last year. But that was a parody more or less. 
And years ago, there was like Black Mirror. But that's it. Like, I mean, even the community ones are kind of like parodies of things from like the 80s and stuff. And like, kind of, my question was like, I mean, do you have any like kind of Christmas TV specials that are like close to your heart or anything like that? Um, not really. As I said, I'm not like a huge Christmas person. I mean, I I don't know. It's just I I think it's I you are right in what you said, where it's the like think about it right when you when we were kids, or even when we were teenagers, um, everybody still kind of watched the same stuff. You know where you'd be like, okay, it's uh seven o'clock on on a Wednesday. Everybody's watching The Simpsons. Yeah, everyone is watching The Simpsons our age, right? Now everybody's so disparate and has their own kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably won't. Uh, like the MC, I'm, there was a good point that the MCU is the last um bit of monoculture that we've had, where everyone had some kind of investment in it. Uh, and we haven't really had anything since then, and that's probably what it is. Like it's it's a lot harder to to have a Christmas special that everybody's going to watch <laughs> if nobody's going to if nobody's watching it at Christmas. You know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. So the only thing that I would really watch um in that vein would be either something that we watched as kids, which is as you said, you know, went through a few of them. Uh, the Simpsons have a bunch of cool Christmas specials, but again, yeah, try and say that episode kids. is a lovely one. It is, but then again, they came out when we were kids. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, like the only thing I can think about that would fit that mold is Hawkeye. Uh. Sorry, Stevie is walking near me. Uh. Great British pottery throwdown. They're doing a Christmas special. Thank you. <laughs> Terrestrial Thank you, television. Terrestrial uh, television. Ghosts, the the comedy. The BBC show. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing a Christmas special, and Mog is the. What is Mog? What is Mog? Yeah, it's replacing the snowman. What? People who do the snowman and Father Christmas. They're not oh, that's true. Cat. Channel 4 do like uh, an animated like like Tiger Tent Tea type thing every that's Christmas. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah, but relatively slim pickings outside of that. Like, Agretzko did a Christmas special a few years back. Yes. I'll run through what in our two minutes left. Okay. A couple of things that uh, we love to do in this house. We love the Fraser Christmas specials. There's like nine of those. Uh, my brother loves the Blackadder one. Father Ted obviously is an essential one. Uh, Futurama are feeling a little bit better. They've got two good Christmas episodes, as far as I'm aware. Obviously, Doctor Who is like 15 of them, and there's going to be a new one this Christmas, like you know. Uh, and yeah, again, if you want bitter and critical, you've got your like the, the BBC original Office and Extras Christmas specials are all really good. Oh, and like I said, staged. Uh, like they do, I don't have a lot of time to explain it, but in their last episode, they do a Christmas carol as a play on Zoom and it goes horribly wrong and it's hilarious and it just breaks down into a fight and it's great crack because they both <laughs> keep popping who's being screwed. Uh, so yeah, that's a recent one, but in the minute we have left, are there any like Christmas TV shows or like specials or movies or anything you want to give a shout out to? The Star Wars holiday special. Let that hang in the air there. Well, I I totally forgot I had a life day orb. 
Yeah, in the 50 seconds we have left, do you want to tell us what it does? It, it's literally an orb, and you push a button, and it lights up, and it's from Life Day, and it has some uh, Arpadesh on it, and yeah. And where can I, people buy it? Well, see, I don't think you can, because like I got it in this store, and obviously they were selling it in Galaxy's Edge. So, excuse me, so um, yeah, I don't think you can. All right, well... With the small amount of time we have left before you pick up your life day orb and walk into space, yeah, life, life day, life day, wearing red, life day, two thousand and twenty-two. Is there is there anything you want to say or anything you want to highlight before we wrap this eventually festive Christmas edition? Well, I hope everyone has a great Christmas and and yeah. we will be. We'll be on air before New Year's, so I don't know what we're doing for that. We might do a best of show or something like that. But uh, yes, everyone have a good Christmas, and uh, thank you for all uh, the support this year. Yeah, that's a very good sentiment. Yeah, because you sent me the numbers of like who's listened, and uh, I'm incredibly grateful to everyone who takes the time to listen to us and support us. Like you know, it's uh, crazy. we it really, really is. appreciate it, and we hope you all have a wonderful Christmas too. Absolutely. And with that, we'll be back for our new year special which will probably have some bizarre gimmick to it which i haven't thought of yet but until then i've been keen i've been there and we will see you during the holidays bye bye now bye jingle bell jingle Alright, so you're listening to the podcast, you're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland, how do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nairthnomedia.com or phoenix92.5fm. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. Nairthnomedia everywhere. Nairthnomedia on Twitter. Nairthnomedia Instagram. Nairthnomedia on Twitch. Nairthnomedia at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. Check out the rest of Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Hey, Dara, what are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over there with the God players. At least then you could, like, I don't know, pretend like you got, I don't know, some kind of thing going on. Yeah, with that. You give me a Brooklyn wave. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 